So let us uh, start from verse 1 of the book of Matthew, chapter 25. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wives, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore for you, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is the word of the Lord. Brethren, the more I study the scripture, the more I'm excited about how authentic the Bible is. The Bible is the most accurate book on the face of the earth. So, so accurate. I mean, there is no book as accurate as the Bible. There is a big box. Do you know that everything concerning the first coming of Jesus, the first time Jesus Christ came, I was born in a manger and grew up and eventually died. Do you know that everything, A to Z, about Jesus? From his death to his death, everything was written in the Old Testament. Everything. A to Z, everything was written in the Old Testament. And the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, the high priests, the chief priests, they were all reading this scripture, the laws of Moses and the prophets. And everything was written there. Everything. There was not a single thing that Jesus did when he was alive that was not written in the Old Testament. Nothing. But still, they did not know it was Jesus. See, today, the Jews did not believe that it was Jesus Christ that came. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are understanding what I'm saying. Everything about Jesus Christ's first coming was written black and white. Still, when Christ came, they were asking him, show us a sign that you are the one. Even after Christ prophesied about the destruction 
of people and what will happen to them and everything happened exactly the way prophesied at 1780. Approximately 35-37 years after just transmitting the prophecy, everything happened still. They were asking for a sign. Jesus died. He rose again. As he said, he will rise again. They planned with the soldiers that were at watch where Christ was buried. For them to lie that the disciples came to take Jesus Christ away. It should be. Most of the Jews still believe that Jesus did not come. My brethren, you know, The world we are living in. Not just Christ said that the kingdom is within you. A lot of things that are clearly fulfilling the scriptures are going to be happening in our eyes. But many will not know it. They will not understand it. Until it is too late. The parable of the kingdom, Jesus Christ gave us a lot of parables. All those parables are there to help us understand the mysteries of the kingdom. But they are actually not what a regular person would expect. Otherwise, everybody would have contributed to the church. Otherwise, the government of the world would have converted the Bible as their national constitution. But it's not as easy as you may think it is. And that is why most of you, when you read the Bible, you really do not understand. That is why the Bible, for many of you, is very boring. Bible talked about 10 pages. Most of us have read this story over and over and over again. We can practically tell the whole story by heart. However, there are some salient things about the parable of the ten beggars. One of the important things about the ten beggars was that they were all beggars. They were all expectants. They were all qualified to meet the bridegroom. All of them were qualified to meet the bridegroom. That is, at the onset, all of them were qualified. Everyone was qualified. Not a single person among the ten that was not qualified. Everyone. That is, at Christ came the time that they were expecting Jesus Christ to come, all of them will have made it. Every one of them will have made it. At Christ come when they were all expecting. And that is one interesting thing. Just as Jesus Christ came the first time and people did not know he was Jesus. The same way it's going to happen. The same way it is going to happen. Because right now, we keep talking about Christ will come, 
Christ will come, Christ will come. But when the time starts to become a reality, some things are going to begin to happen. The time begins, we are all prepared. And please, I beg us to understand this. When we say the ten pages, what it means is that there was already an initial discussion. Something had already happened. For a virgin to be expecting a bridegroom, it means that the bridegroom and their family and the family of the bridegroom have already gone to do something. Otherwise, the bride will not be expecting. You cannot have a lady saying, I'm expecting that man. That man is my husband. He's coming to come and take me from my father's house. Why did that lady have that confidence? Is it because the man has come to do Ibuaka? That we call it in Ibu. Professor, please teach me your class. Praise the Lord. It is not because the bridegroom or the first thing. It's not because the bridegroom has come to do the quaka. Has come to knock at the door. Because if the bridegroom has come to knock at the door, can the woman, can the lady say, is my husband? If somebody comes to do it, what can say? Not to knock at the door. Just to come and do introduction. With that lady, will the lady go out and say, that is my husband? No. Just because the man came to do it, what can come to knock at the door? Eh? Engineer, are you with me here? Engineer, are you with me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The lady cannot say that man is my husband, isn't it? Yes, sir. What if a man brings plenty of wine and bring a car and come and put it water and give the host and give the father of the man a car? Give the mother, I'm sorry, give the father of the lady a car. Give the mother of the lady uh, what? A father and everything. And they say they are coming to do the quarter, they will come and do price price very soon. Will the lady refer to that man as, as the husband? No. It's not possible. So until they come and do what? Pay the price price, isn't it? It's after the price price has been paid. That is when the lady can confidently say that this man that is coming is my husband, and the lady will be what? Expected. So why were the pages expected? Because their bright prices were paid. They were not just expecting by faith. They knew that they have paid their world bright price. That we paid, that we settled. So what it means is that they were qualified to go with the bridegroom anytime the bridegroom came. You were qualified. And that was what gave them confidence to relax. But the Bible now explains to us that five were wise and five were foolish. Five, the wise one, two, Extra. But before we move to that point, something happened. Something interesting happened in verse 5. Bible says that, but why the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Now the question is this. Will the bridegroom delay? 
employed group has already been made for the last 2,000 years. Praise the Lord. The employed group has already worked, has already worked, been through for many years now. For 2,000 years, the employed group has already worked, been How long more will the employed group be made? Bible says, until the fullness of what? No, there is a condition attached to it. We are not going to look into that today, but I want to take something out of it. Until what? There is just one condition. Just one. Just one. For a lot of people, they miss it. They think until the gospel is preached all over the world. No. No, no, that is not the sufficient because when it comes to, when it comes to, we're not going to go into that now because I don't want to get this complicated. There's one condition, and that condition is what? Only the fullness of what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, because of, uh, let us look at it. I will not waste time. Romans chapter 10. Sorry, Romans chapter 11, verse 25. Romans 11, 25. Anybody that sees it can quickly read it. Romans 11, 25. Romans 11, 25. Anybody with Bible? For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to Israel until what? The fullness of what? Of the Gentiles as what? Has come in until the fullness. What does it mean, the fullness? Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Until the complete number. Until what? The complete number of the Gentiles that are to be saved. Until that number is complete. That is when Jesus will come. There is a number. A particular number of Gentiles that only God knows. Once that number is completed, Jesus Christ will come. Praise the Lord. Okay, I thought this is the one that you gave me. Right? <laughs> See, do I just change my voice right now? And that number is complete. Jesus Christ is not going to show. So, Bible made us understand that why the bridegroom delayed. Now, there's an interesting thing about the delay. There's something interesting about the delay. What is interesting about the delay is that Bible says, but why the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Praise the Lord. They all was. They all, all, all slumbered and what slept. The question is this. After the time Christ will come, will all the pages Slumber and sleep. After the time Christ will come, will all the pages slumber and sleep? Praise the Lord. After the time Christ will come, will all those that are going to be raptured, those that are going to go with God, will they all slumber and sleep? 
says in verse 6, and at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. The day we are going to study the second coming of Christ, you will come to understand this cry better. Because there's always one cry that is going to happen. One trumpet that is going to be sung by one angel and archangel, just one person. Who is going to make the sound? And it's not going to be a hidden and fear. When Christ will finally come, the Bible says, as the light shines from the east to the west, so it shall be when he will show up. It's not going to be a hidden and fear. But that is not what we are looking at right now. What are we looking at? We are looking at something very serious because if you do not understand this, which is going to happen to all believers all over the world. If you do not understand it, you will not understand the kind of preparation you are supposed to make. You will not know the kind of preparation you have things to make before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you will not understand how to live your life today. Because the Bible said that these virgins were already betrothed. They were already married to the bridegroom. But the bridegroom delayed. So while the bridegroom was delayed, they were busy with some other things. Why they were busy with those other things, eventually they slept off. And it is very important for you to understand this. Otherwise, you will not understand how to make preparation. Because the kind of preparation that a believer makes in anticipation of the coming of Jesus Christ is not the kind of preparation that you see people making today. It's not the kind of life that you see people making today. Let me tell you a little thing about marriage. Marriage is about relationship. Marriage is about what? Relationship. Marriage is about what? Relationship. And when a man and a wife marries, a man and a woman marries, some of the things the vow to tend to make is for better, for what? The best to us past. We will stay married, although it is no longer that case today. 
as many people have remarried so many times. Larry King, the great uh, news icon of America. Sorry, you go to Larry King now, of CNN. He died, uh, I think, last week. Okay? And uh, when he died, we got to know some of things about him that he married seven wives. He married eight times for seven wives. Like he married one wife twice. So he married a total of eight times in his lifetime. And they brought up some of the uh, things, interviews that he had when he was alive. He was one of the greatest uh, news pastors. Larry King is what, uh, 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 what's the what's name now? Christian Amapur is today. How many of you Christian Amapur of CNN? Praise the Lord. You know, when I'm talking at times, I don't know, but I will, be, I will try my best. I want, why, why, why I'm doing all the things I'm doing is that I want us to start getting ourselves informed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to start getting ourselves what is very important. It's very important. As we progress together, if you walk of the Lord, you need to understand why it's very important at this time and age that we live in. So what we're talking about, Larry King, when it was one of the interviews that he was interviewed on, he said that it is normal. He said that it is normal for people to marry many times. But what is abnormal is to, be, to marry once. Praise the Lord. He said it is abnormal to marry once. But it is normal to marry many times. And that is the school of thought of so many people. To the point that even this Christian Haman for that I used to respect his loss. I used to respect that in blood, she not divorced the husband about the last three years or thereabouts. This is a woman that I used to have great respect. Because they have come to re-educate themselves that it is not a normal thing to stay married with one man or with one woman. It's not normal. But what is normal is to have as many Husbands, as many wives in your lifetime as possible. That is what is normal to them. Now, let's go back to the veggies. Bible said that Jesus, the bridegroom, the age, in relationship, in relationship, for a relationship to stand the test of time. One of the things that people tend to do is to have their own mechanism to understudy their partner or their wife or husband to be. They have their ways to try to understand this person that I am going to stay married with for the rest of my life. Who really is she? Who really is he? Before I finally say, let us move together. Let me finally have you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Bible talks about the bridegroom and the third witness. What did the bridegroom do? How did the bridegroom believe? There was an understanding. Because if you read from the beginning, there was a kind of understanding that the bridegroom was coming almost immediately to come and take the veggies away. Praise the Lord. There was what? An understanding that was that the veggies would be taken almost immediately. And that was why they were very expectant. 
But somehow, the bridegroom remained. Why? A test of character. A test of commitment. Why do you want the bridegroom? Are you doing all that you're supposed to do to truly qualify you for you to have the bridegroom? The things that you do every day, are you conscious of the bridegroom? That is that telling us. It's a test of your way of life. It's a test of who you really, really are. What is your lifestyle ordinarily? The bridegroom is going to live with these people for the rest of his life. How will he know who they really are? If you don't have a way to find out. So for the bridegroom, what you have to do? You have to delay. It takes time to delay. Let you know who these people really are. Are they really committed to this thing? Are they really devoted to this thing? And the bridegroom delayed. But at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Verse 7 says, Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Now, verse 7 is very, very instructive. Why is it very instructive? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bible says the people the train. The train. To bring about a revival. To bring about what? A revival. But Bible says that the other five did not have extra oil. There is something as I find that Christ is going to come. As I find that Jesus Christ is going to come, something is going to be very amazing and very surprising to a lot of people. And what is that thing? Because when Christ is going to come, there will be this moment of freaking. Everybody will laugh at me. If you are going to trip latter rain, you will begin to understand. Latter rain is not like summer rain. Summer rain rains out everywhere. Praise the Lord. Everywhere there is rain, everywhere there is power moving, shaking everywhere. But the latter rain is not like that. Latter rain is sparingly. Latter rain is what? Sparingly. Latter rain is not like everywhere. Everywhere falling. No. Latter rain is selective rainfall. It's not heavy. The latter rain is not what? It's not heavy. It's a subtle type of rain. It's a subtle type of rain. It's a kind of rain that applies to the one that is prepared. If you are not prepared for it, you cannot take advantage of it. So when it is ready to finally happen. You will discover that for you to kick off, if you don't have it inside you, you cannot kick off. Because that other person that you're expecting to help shake you off will not have enough. Because he himself is trying to do what? Kick himself struggle. Thank you, man. That person is always trying to do what? Kick himself up. He himself is wondering what is happening to me. 
me that used to do five hours prayer, three hours to watch something, it's like, ah, what did they happen? Something has suddenly is now a pressure. It's a pressurized oil. So it requires a lot of energy. So if you do not have enough inside you, you will not be able to, you will not be able to get the refreshment. You will not be able to get the renewal. Because why we are pushing, why this message keeps coming, is because as we are pursuing the things of the world, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily wrong to seek material things. God is going to bless us. The Lord already told us that mommy and professor, and she kept saying every time, and I know that, and I believe that. Me too, I need my own house. God is going to bless us. But there is a big risk. The big risk is if that thing occupies our hearts. My brother, my sister, you will not be able to train your vessel. You are not able to train your life. It will be difficult for you. It will be difficult for you. Because that moment is going to be a personalized experience. Something is going to happen at this last hour, as we are approaching the last hour. It's a personal experience. At that moment, when you get to that moment, my sister, my brother, something that means you, it's not a transferable anointing. It's good and means so many people. That the anointing is not what? It's not transferable. The grace is not transferable. It's not going to be a corporate anointing moment that we have already been having before. Today, we can still experience a form of corporate anointing that when we pray, everything. But that moment is a personalized thing. Because what is happening is that you are being checked out. Everybody, one by one, they are checking you out. You have, the Bible says, you are going to be sealed. The Holy Spirit is not sitting. So we check it out and see whether it's in and then you see. He will take you, take you out. Does you have it inside? Oh, you have it, you will see. Whatever you are at that moment is sitting in that moment. Instantly. That is when you will see. So it is not transparent. Nobody can lay hand on you for you to receive it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Nobody can lay hand on Nobody can pray for you to receive it. It's what is already inside you. So if you do not have it inside you, you will be told to go to the marketplace to get it. You will be told to go to that, the marketplace. You know, people do think that when Christ comes, that the Holy Spirit will no longer be on the earth. Please, that is not correct. It's not correct. It's not correct. The Holy Spirit will not be here on the earth. So the Bible says, go to the marketplace as they went, they have left. Just they have left with the fire that they are ready to One of the things that the Lord has been teaching me serious and taking time to teach me is I should not occupy my heart with material things. I should not. And I thank God for the privilege to be here because I'm also learning from the masters. There's someone that knows me very well. That's a person of money. No matter what you see her, she do everything possible to dematerialize herself. So she's 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 dematerialized. She's daily dematerializing herself. She's not material. She's a dematerial. Why many of you are filling your head, filling your heart with so much, and there's no space for God. There's no space for the Holy Spirit 
to do his work in your life the way he wants to do it. There is no space. Your head is filled with everything that you want to do. I think last uh, week or so, we did uh, uh, God's will versus God's will. I mean, God's desire is that God's desire and the God's will. Now, please, one thing you must understand that all this teaching, I don't put them in my head. I don't see that and read also, okay, this is the preaching we do. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I've been wanting to bear witness too because she is uh, Amazon, so she knows. I don't I don't see that in the need to cook. To cook up and say, okay, we'll bring this message, next. This one, no, 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 I don't. But from since past year, for those of you have been following, I found everything I've been aligning together, everything is connected. Telling that it's not my message. They're not my message at all. Because something, see, the world is about to enter into a season. That was the place we are going to be preaching, life for life, that we are going to go back again to. The world is about to enter into a period that, as soon as it enter that period, if you do not carry God inside you before you enter that period, it will be difficult for you to accept God. Because it, it will not make sense. It will not make sense. It is what you already have that you are going to keep. It's what you already have that you are going to do what? If you don't have it, you don't have it. At that moment, nobody can help you. That is why in the book of Revelation, we say anyone that is righteous, remain righteous. You that is unrighteous, remain unrighteous. We are going to the scripture of the field. So we are going to enter into a field where if you are unrighteous, remain unrighteous. Because at that moment, you cannot. It's going to be difficult. Everything around you is going to be very so difficult. You are going to become the wife of love. No matter how much the angel wants to help you, no matter how much your husband wants to help you, you will end up looking back because how can you leave that precious gold behind? How can you leave all those things you have never brought in your life behind? How? Because it has so much infiltrated your mind, it has so much filled your mind to the point where you cannot put you back. Nobody can help you. You will look back. That was what happened to Judas Iscariot because he has filled his mind with material things. So the point where that moment he can just take it off his head. That was why Jesus told him, What you will want, what you must do, do it now. Don't delay anymore because it has filled you. Your being is already loaded with it. What are you feeling your mind with? What are you feeling your mind with? Are you telling yourself that a person need this thing already? Let us pursue this one. First, after that, we will pursue this one. As soon as you get to that point, something happened to me that moment in 2018. I was about to collect the next round of my own. The world that came to me is we have entered to the point of no return. That word was so clear. He said, you have entered to the point of no return. Once you collect this money and you cross, you can never return back. I did not fully understand it until now. He said, you have entered to the point of no return. That's the point you will get to. It's not only when you sin, you sin against the Holy Spirit. It's not only that. There's a stage you will get to because Judas Iscariot did not sin against the Holy Spirit. He did not. But they have gotten to a point of no return. They have gotten to a point where Jesus just had to look at him and say, What do you want to do? Go and do it. Because you have filled your head to a point where it cannot be reversed. I don't even understand it, brethren. That is why it is very important at this critical level that you guard your heart jealously. Whatever you want, be careful what you want. Be careful why you want that thing. Don't grieve for that thing to the point where you lose your mind. 
that money else matters. That you need to pay yourself until I have it. No, no, nothing else is going to happen to me. I feel that some of you have used your mouth to ensnare yourself. You have used your mouth to tell yourself that, God, until you do this one for me, nothing else you are saying makes sense. And God say, Oh, oh, until I do it for you, nothing else makes sense. No matter. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to stand up. I want us to stand up. Because we have entered into a physical time. We have entered into a time that God is going to bless us. We have entered into a time that God is taking us on a journey for some people are asking for meat. And God can provide meat. But there's a way God wants to provide it. But you are insisting that God, it is now or never. And God said, okay, you want to know that I can provide meat. And God will provide you that meat. And just like John Israel, as they were eating the meat in their mouth, God was killing them. As they were eating, God put to them that like, he can provide them the meat, and he gave them the meat, and as the meat was in their mouth, they are still eating it, God was watching them. Whatever you want, God can do. But the question is this. What do you really want from God? Can you take your time and ask yourself that simple question? What do you really want from God? When God asked Solomon, what do you want me to give to you? You would have asked for riches. You would have asked for the head of his enemies. You would have asked for so many other things. But it has a lot of wisdom. But right now, we are not talking about the wisdom that Solomon asked the Lord for. The question now is, what do you really want from God? Can we all stand up right now? Can everyone stand up right now? Please, have the best next to you. yourself, what do I want from the Lord? What do you want from the Lord? This is not about me or about mommy or about anybody, it's about you. What do you want from the Lord? And I'm beating those of you that were sleeping when I was talking because maybe you will be asking God, God, eh, I want that ten millions that I was praying for since. Because the Holy Spirit is here right now. What do you want from the Lord? Open your mouth and talk to the Lord. Close your eyes right now and talk to the Lord. Close your eyes right now and talk to the Lord. What is that thing that you want from the Lord? It's only you that know it. Out of the abundance of the mass, the mass speak. So what is stored in your heart, and that is what your heart is going to speak for. So open your heart and begin to talk to the Lord. That thing you think you want from the Lord. I am about to Make it make me fire in the cloud. In the name of the God. 
It's a church in houses in where they cut all the death. I think that it's not God who is in front of the Also, why they cut all the baptism? They ask the question. Huh? Yes. It's a church in houses. It's a son of God. It's not good. It's a when they came to size prison. Is it God did not exist to stop those who supported him? I said, why? He had a strong department giving a woman. That is what he said, my action. Yes, ma'am. Now you ask like this. Answer. The Bible talked about John the Baptist sent two of his disciples to Jesus Christ to ask whether he is the one that we are expecting or are we to look for another one and Jesus gave, showed him what he is doing but in addition to that he made a comment he says that let him be one that do not, that, do not take offense That blessed one and not take offense. That is, mean that John the Baptist took offense in the fact of what he was expecting from Jesus Christ, which he did not get from Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Thank you. And let me explain what God was saying. Everyone has to get a purpose. Baptism was born before the Christ. Is it not true? Yes. Is it not what the baptized Christ? Yes. This one that knows that the God, another God is coming. But the Christ did not believe that God is existing. If you don't believe that Jesus is the one Christ said, because he believed Jesus comes to serve him there. God said, I tell you, no God is coming to serve him. Neither be a pastor. You need to prepare yourself for this life for this brother. We are the baptism. Jesus, John the Baptist is waiting God to come and rescue him there. Forget what is in there is God himself. That whatever he speaks shall come to pass. But he doesn't believe in the world. He believes in somebody the master has been sent. Nobody has sent for you now. Jesus has come. It is your time to bear your sin. Then you bear yourself. And you just suffer and command 